Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Amen. Uh, you know, we're coming almost to the end of uh, our sermon series entitled, The Lord is My Shepherd. And today we're going to wrap up verse 6. Um, but next week we're actually going to conclude the, the series. And let's just go to that scripture, Psalms 23. A lot of us may know it. Psalms 23. And the scriptures here on the screen, it says this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, this is verse 6, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And, and this is the verse we're really going to focus on today. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And how many here know that God is good? Amen. And if I say this to my church folks, if you're not a, you know, you, you didn't grow up in church, it's okay. But if you tell somebody from church, you say, God is good. All and all the time. God is good. And we, we said this all the time. I probably heard this, uh, you know, 20, 25 years ago for the first time. And the church I used to go to, we said it every Sunday, right? Every Sunday. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. And sometimes you get a little desensitized to it, but but there's some moments I believe that we have to stop and really, really say how good and remember how good God really has been. And really stop and say, man, where has God taken me from, right? Or what has God kept me from? And even my own my own life, uh, you know, this week since I was, I was sick, I had some moments where I just had to be still. And I don't like being sick. I don't think everybody likes being sick. But there, there's some good things that can come out of it. And for me, sometimes I, I think God allows me to maybe get a little sick so I can stop, right? And I, I could just maybe just focus on, on Him uh, instead of focusing on so many things. And, and, and not, those, not those other things are not important, but, but there's nothing that compares to Him. How many know that? How many know that we forget that often? And then I think of my own life, and I'm like, you know, I've seen God's favor on my life over my children, and, and, I, and I had to stop this week and say, wow, wow, God, you have been so good. You know, I complain so much, and, and I don't appreciate so many times, and, and, and I'm always looking for the next goal and, and what is next, but, but I don't take the time or take enough time to say, God, you've been good to me. You've been faithful to me. You've been there all, every step of the way. God is good. He's faithful. And, and, and there's some moments I, I know that I'm like, wow, God, how, why have you been good? I know I had a praying grandmother. I had a praying mother. And, there's, and sometimes, man, we've had God's favor and his grace because someone's been praying for us. You know, we think that everything falls into place sometimes. It's not just because... It just happens. It's because some someone's been praying for you. Somebody's been praying for you. And we have a responsibility to, to also pray for some other folks, right? 
so that so that that same goodness and, and mercy that we've experienced, that grace that some other folks can experience it as well. And there's no doubt in my life, in my mind, that, that God has been faithful. And, and, and the, the thing about God is that when I love him, his goodness and mercy, they follow me. When I forget about him, his goodness and his mercy, they follow me. When I ignore him, his mercy, his goodness, it follows me. When I agree with him, his mercy, his goodness, it follows me. When I disagree with him, his goodness and his mercy is still for me. When I'm panicking, his goodness and his mercy is still for me. He's constant. We're the ones that are all, all, all over the place, but he's constant. He's good. And, 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 and let's just put the, can you put the scripture back up there, verse 6. Surely, this is David talking, surely goodness and mercy it follows me all the days of my life. David could write this because he's experienced it. David could write this because David was just uh, was a man just like you and I. Imperfect, made a lot of mistakes, uh, didn't have it all together all the time. He, he wasn't the greatest dad, right? Didn't have a great relationship with all of his children, you know? Uh, murdered one of his friends. I mean, David was not this, this perfect person, just like all of us, right? But he understood something. He understood that God's goodness and God's mercy would follow him because he knew who God was. And you and I, no matter what we're going to, we, we need to get to, we're going to, we need to get to a place where we understand that his goodness and his mercy is for us. And I'm all about God's grace, right? Because what is his grace? His grace is, grace is this. Uh, let's say uh, you, you're sentenced to 10 years in prison, but the judge says, I'm going to have grace on you, and you're just going to do two years. So grace is not receiving what you deserve. That's what grace is. And, and because of God's grace, because of God's grace, we don't get what we deserve if we choose him. But we have to choose him. As we choose him, we can experience God's grace. And I don't know about you, but I've experienced his grace so many times in my life. How many have experienced God's grace? I'm thankful for his grace. And in the midst of all his goodness, I have to, I'd be, I'd be crazy not to mention that there's judgment as well, right? There's judgment. There is a hell. Hell is for real. Uh, it, it's, it's something sometimes we don't want to talk about, but hell, Jesus talked about it. Jesus described it. Um, he talked, Jesus actually talked about hell more than he talked about heaven. You know, what, what is hell? How did he describe it? Jesus says this, it's a place where fear rules. Fire never stops. There's constant agony in hell. There's constant pain in hell. There is no peace in hell. It's a place of torment, and it is real. And so as we're talking about God's goodness, I don't want us to forget about that there's judgment as well. And, and, and if it wasn't for his grace, we all end up in this horrible place. But we have to choose his grace, right? We have to choose him. And as we choose him, we receive his grace. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. How many know that his goodness and his mercy is incredible? His mercy and his goodness 
Uh, it's available to everyone who calls on the name of Jesus. And I believe that David, um, David wants us to understand this. The readers of, 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 of this psalm that he wrote, he wants us to understand that that blessing is for you. That his goodness is for you. Um, but there's times, you know, there's times that that we experience his goodness, we experience his his uh, his favor and his mercy and all these things, and and they're they're amazing, they're amazing. But there's something even more greater than God's goodness and God's mercy, and there's something greater, and that greater is Him. It's about Him, right? Because a lot of times we end up in church because we're looking because we we need help, right? We we I gotta get to church, man, because I, I I need help, and and we're seeking God's blessing. We're seeking God's favor. We're seeking God's goodness, right? But David, is, he wants us to know that it goes beyond seeking God's blessing. And it's about seeking the one who blesses. Sometimes we get in a bad place in our walk with God because we are seeking the blessing and not the blesser. And believe me, I want to be blessed. I want to experience God's favor. But this week as I was preparing, I was reminded that, that if I would just seek him more and fall in love with him more, that other stuff is just a byproduct of him, right? <laughs> see, see, this walk with, with, with Christ, and we call it Christianity, and, uh, it, it's really about discovering him. Amen. As we discover him, things begin to fall into place, right? That doesn't mean that there's not pain. That doesn't mean that there's not some rough uh, roads that we have to travel as part of this journey. But as we begin to experience him, we find peace in the midst of the storm, right? Sometimes we're just looking for the peace and not looking for him. We say, well, I've been going to church and I've been praying for peace and I've been, but you haven't been seeking him. We're seeking the blessing, but we haven't been seeking him. We're, we're focused on what he can do for me, but we're not focusing on him. We're focusing on the promise he gave us and the ministry that he's declared over us, but we have lost focus on him. And, and, and sometimes I, I've done it where I say, well, oh, I preached here and I, I preached there and God used me here and I, and I laid hands on the sick and they were healed, and, 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 but I'm not focusing on him, right? I'm talking about me. And in the, the grand scheme of things, it's not, it is so much bigger than me. Because if this was based on any one of us, then it would, it would, it would dissolve, it would, it would fade away. But since it's not based on any one of us, it is based on the one and truly God. He is all powerful. He is all knowing. He wants something greater for you. And as we put and fix our eyes on him, we begin to discover him. And we begin to execute his mission first, right? Then, then we can live out our purpose. God's mission, his mission, this is his mission, that you and I would experience him, his love, his power, his goodness, and how do we do that? We, we, just, we experience that when we, when we submit to him first. We have to submit to God, we have to humble ourselves before him, 
We have to acknowledge that we are sinners, right? We have to begin to acknowledge that, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, just a man, and, and I need my creator in my life. As we acknowledge him, we submit to him, then all of a sudden we become more like him, right? As we begin to focus our, our eyes on him, all of a sudden we be, begin to look more like him. How many want to look a little more like Jesus? And then, I'm not saying that it makes us Jesus. By no means it doesn't make us him, but it makes us like him. That's really your purpose. Your purpose and my purpose is that we would look like him. That when we, hallelujah, when other people are around us, right, they will see the attributes of Jesus on your life. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if we will begin to understand this concept a little more and begin to live out this concept, that it's not about people seeing me, but it's about them seeing him through me, right? our lives will be a lot better. We wouldn't be caught up in so many things that get us stuck and keep us from living out our purpose. And, 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 and that, that should be our prayer. God, that they would not see me, but they would see you, God. And that doesn't mean that you know, uh, we, we got to walk this life like we're a God or something. No, no, we have to be ourselves. But as we, I'm telling you, as, 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 as we begin to understand who he is, as we begin to seek him, uh, he, he begins to transform us. And I look around this room and I see some people who God is transforming today. How many are not the same person they were yesterday? I look around this room and I throw some powerful testimonies. And there's a transformation that's happening inside of us. And all of a sudden, as that, in, as that transformation begins to become a reality on the inside, it's evident on the outside. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It's about him living in us. It's about people shouldn't be so impressed with me, but they should be impressed with the one who lives in me. They should see something different. They should want to be around you. Like There's something about you. That be, because when you walk in the room, I'm telling you, we have the opportunity and the privilege as we be, begin to choose Jesus, as we begin to submit to him even more and more every day, all of a sudden we begin to, that same light that's shown through Jesus begins to shine through us. God, more than anything, wants other people to experience him through your life. See, see, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he'll give you peace, like I said, in the storm. He'll give you power. He'll give you faith to heal. But that only happens as we focus on him. You know, one of, the, one of the things that we fight every day is our, just our personal will. Our will pulls us every day and, and it wants us to, to do things that are going to please ourselves. And, um, and that, that's that, that fight we have, that wrestling match we, we're constantly having, that, um, and that, that, that perfect little plan that we have for our lives that we're going to do this, 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 this. And it's, it's good to plan, I'm not saying, but, but it's, it's, it's better to plan with God, right? Like, God, what's your plan for me? Here, here's, here's what I'm feeling, God. Here's what I got. What, 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 do, you, what, what do you got for me? Because I submit my plan to you. Because, you know, I, I heard this the other day. I heard this the other day. Uh, she, she, she's older, and she's an evangelist. I forget her name, but she was saying her testimony. And she said she was about um, 18 years old, and 
um, she had just experienced uh, uh, God and she gave her life to Jesus, right? And she says that um, that she met this man, and this guy, and she kind of like, you know, she fell for him. But she said this guy was radical. He was half crazy. Uh, and, and, and he was full of the Holy Spirit. And she said, well, God, I don't want a guy who's that crazy. I'm attracted to him, but he's kind of crazy. And she says that she began to pray. And uh, she said, Lord, if this is the man for me, and um, now granted, she's like in her 80s now, but she said she, she began to pray. She's like, Lord, if this is the man for me, then I'll take this man, but but I, I he's just a little too wild for me. And she says that um, and she says that he speaks in these other tongues, and I'm not about all that. My church, they don't do that. You know, he goes in these tent revivals, and, and I'm not sure about this guy. But she says she went to bed that night and she had a dream. And she says she saw her life without this man and without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And she says that she saw her life and it was good. She saw a little house and really nice and and she said she saw her life. She saw grandchildren, and, and then she saw, you know, she would die and, and go to heaven. But then she saw another, another dream, or the dream continued, and then she saw her life choosing the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and in that dream, she would travel the world, and she would impact the world if she would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so when she got up, she got on her knees and she said, God, I choose you. I choose if your baptism is real and you want me to speak in other tongues, I receive it today. And that day she spoke in other tongues. She received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And she's impacted the world over the last 60 years. Right? I share this story because sometimes we, can, we settle for something. right? God has this great plan for us. right? But we let that go because we settle for this little plan. And in this room right now today, there's people that God has a powerful plan for your life. And he's telling you today, don't settle for your little plan. It's good. It's nice. It's safe. But I have an adventure for you. It's not so safe. It's a little risky. But guess what? I'm going to use you. I'm going to take you. You're going to have to take some steps of faith. There might be a little more pain in this one, right? But you're going to impact my kingdom. And I feel that very strongly today. Church, man, as we focus our eyes on him and understand that surely his goodness and his mercy follows me. I'm going to put my faith. I'm going to put my trust. I'm going to put my life in his hands. I'm going to believe that he knows better than I know. I'm not going to miss out on the greatness God has for me, the great adventure for the little dream that I have. And it's about this wrestling match that we have every single day and the choices that you and I make every day. Whatever God has shown you, I, I believe this with all my heart, whatever God has shown you for your life, because some of you all kind of have an idea. Like you have this vision, sometimes we forget about it or we put it off to the side. But I'll tell you this, whatever God has shown you for your life, it's bigger. It is bigger. How many has God, how many here can raise their hands and God show me something and what I'm supposed to do? And if he hasn't, you need to pray for that. Whatever he's shown you, I'll tell you this, it's bigger. I say that because God, everything he has shown me has been bigger. He showed me a little church. We got an amazing church. Right? 
He showed me a good marriage. He gave me a godly marriage. And I'm telling you, whatever glimpse, you better hold on to that glimpse. Don't let the devil, don't let no one else steal that thing that God already placed in your heart. I believe and I know that it is bigger. But we won't see it come to pass if we're just seeking the benefits. If we're just seeking uh, the ministry or the platform or a microphone or a stage, we won't experience it. We experience it when we begin to seek Him, know Him, experience Him, trust Him, live with Him, know Him. Hallelujah. David understood that this is about seeking Him. We seek Him when we ask for forgiveness. We seek Him when everything's good. We seek Him when everything is falling apart. We seek Him on the sunny day. We seek Him on the rainy day. We seek Him on the gloomy day. We seek Him in the hot, the hot day, the cold day. It doesn't matter what it looks like. We seek Him and we experience Him in the good times and in the bad times. He's faithful in the good. He's faithful in the bad. He's faithful on the happy day. He's faithful on the sad day. He is faithful. 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 Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Church, let's stand today. Glory to Jesus. Church, you've been created so that his goodness and his mercy will flow through your life. Not for people to notice you so much, but that they would notice him. He is good and he's faithful in him. He wanted you to hear this word today. And so we just close our eyes. I'd like to just pray for you today. Heavenly Father, just honor you and give you glory and thank you, Lord. You are on time. You are good. Help us, Lord, to fix our eyes on you, Lord, to seek you first, Lord. To put our trust in you, God. God, that you would transform us, God. We would not look so much like ourselves, but we would reflect your goodness, Lord, your mercy, your grace, your love, Lord, that your love would flow, Lord, that you would, Lord, soften our hearts today, God. Thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you, God, for your perfect timing, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. With every hot head bowed, I'm just going to make an altar call today. If you need prayer today, or if you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, either far from him, or if you've never committed your life to him, or trusted him, or even known him or more experiencing him. Uh, with every eye closed, I'm just going to make a, a, a call. If you want to receive him or rededicate your life, let's count to three and you just raise your hand. One, two, three. Just raise your hand. 
church, can we raise our hands with, with our brothers and sisters? And let's pray this all together. Jesus, I dedicate my life to you. Change my heart, my mind, the way I think. Forgive me for all those things that I've done to hurt you, hurt others. Come into my life today. Help me. I want to experience you. I want to seek you. I want to look more like you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.